0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 45 of Coach Prep. Today we're going to talk about digital learning and some things that we can do for the kids that are in that situation as we head back into the school year to get some positive stuff done and to, uh, to make themselves better softball players. Before we talk about anything else, we have to talk about Clean It Up. Cleated Up FP is one of our sponsors. Clean it Up is the app for your phone that's going to solve all your communication challenges. Uh, If you check out CleatedUp.com, you'll find out about inter-team communication across the organization and then the social media aspect where you can share your stories and share your highlights. We also want to talk about Nexair. Nexair is one of our sponsors. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier with strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the Southeast NextAir is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Air product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. So, Don, good news and bad news. School's about ready to crank up, and I don't know about the rest of the country, but here in the Atlanta area, we've got some stuff going on. So we've got some school districts that are going back to school with all kinds of guidelines. We have some school districts that are going back 100% digital. We have some schools that are going back to digital learning, but they're kind of using the same model that they did in the spring where there is no real schedule to it. Um, we have we Some people are choosing to do the homeschool thing because they figure, well, if I'm going to have to teach my kid at home anyhow, I might as well just do it and be in control of it myself. And then I've also got a couple of my clients that have decided to go to private schools. No, it's, it's a, a big blend of each, right? Right, and a little bit of everything. But what we want to talk about today is the kids that are doing the digital learning. Because one of the big changes, and I'm sure that this is going to be true across the country, is many people, when we jumped into digital learning in the spring, basically had a kind of a a la carte model. You know, here's the work, do it when you want to, turn it in when you can, everything's got to be turned in by date X. And the kids were kind of on their own. There were some Zoom meetings and some time when the teachers were available, but it was really pretty flexible and and unstructured. So what's happening now in several of the districts here, and again, I'm sure this is happening all over the country is teachers are teaching classes in some cases from their classroom on a schedule on a schedule so let's say first hour is eight to eight fifty second hour is nine to nine fifty or whatever the schedule is and so each one of those time periods each student clocks into and zooms in to the class that they're supposed to have that period so Somebody might have math for first period, and and science for second period, and English for third period, and and throughout the day. And basically, they're going to be going to school from their living room or from their kitchen table. The idea that it would be much more structured. Now, to my way of thinking, that seems to be a whole lot more logical way of doing virtual teaching, Can digital learning, because I think that kids need structure. And you know, a perfect example, in, in one family that I work with, the, the daughter that I give lessons to is a seventh grader. Well, she's got a fifth-grade brother and a kindergartner brother.
1: It's going to be so tough.
0: And all of them are doing digital learning. Right. Now, for the seventh grader, I think it's challenging, but she's mature enough and old enough now that I think she can handle it. Fifth grader, probably. Kindergartner, I don't know how in the world we can call that digital learning for kids that young. I don't remember much from kindergarten except taking naps and, and eating <laughs> snacks and going outside to play for recess. And think, shape, yeah, know. maybe a little uh, art class or whatever. For the schools that are going with the go-to-school-from-home model, presents us with an opportunity for our softball people. So coaches, here's something I want you to start to pitch to your players. Whether you're the school ball coach or the travel ball coach, one of the things we used to always tell kids to do if they wanted to get a little bit extra work in. Now this is when everybody sat around and watched TV in the evening before we had streaming, before we had Netflix, before we had when you were um, forced to watch a commercial. Yeah, before we had TikTok and all yeah. that stuff, when the family would sit down to watch the Packer game on Sunday, we would challenge our players that every time there's a commercial, instead of sitting there eating a Dorito, get up and do 10 jumping jacks or do 5 push-ups or do 10 wrist rolls or whatever it might be. And without even noticing it, by the time that game is done, you've given yourself a pretty good little workout because you know there's going to be 20 commercial breaks. So if you do 20 commercial breaks and you work out for a minute each time, there's a 20-minute workout. If you work out for two minutes, 40 minutes, and on and on it goes. Kind of taking that same idea now and applying it to the digital learning, the vid- virtual learning model of kids going to school from 8 to 8.50 and then having a little break then going from 9 to 9.50 and having a little break.
1: So the joy of this, Tori, too, is that uh, the kids get to kind of take responsibility and decide what it is they want to use as activities in between the classes. Right. And that makes it a little more fun for them and and easy for them to uh, be accountable to it. You know, like you said, when things are structured and we've got, uh, you know, a timeline, we can just create a a schedule that we're going to do in between. Right. And and again, that over time, it's gonna have a big benefit, right? If, oh, it definitely will add up. In, in a week, it's gonna be nice, In a month, it's gonna be great. But in the three months between, uh, you know, the start of school and Christmas time, it could have a huge impact in right. somebody's, uh, you know, physical ability. Right. Yeah.
0: And so let, let's just say if we've got a ten-minute break between each class, if we set up a schedule, if we challenge ourselves to make sure that we're gonna do two minutes of something. Yeah, three minutes of something in every one of those 10 minute breaks you know if it's jumping jacks if we're going to do two minutes of jumping jacks i don't know about about most kids but i'm guessing that's 50 60 80 100 jumping jacks yeah do sure. that that's uh, that that's already starting to be a pretty good workout yeah. and we get to that next break and we decide okay we're going to do push-ups maybe we can't do push-ups for two straight minutes but maybe we say okay i'm going to do five push-ups sets today. of 10 or sets of five yeah, yeah. Or, and, and and see how many sets of five i can do Um, Maybe the third set is tricep presses or wrist rolls or... Go to the stairs and do dips. Right. Maybe for a pitcher, it's you've got your spinner handy and you do curveball spins or rise ball spins or whatever, depending upon your level. If you have really good Wi-Fi at your house, maybe you set up your uh, computer and your little workstation in the garage and in between you take 25 cuts into the bonnet. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different options, but what we want to start to do is start to think about Ways that we can take advantage of this built-in time, this "quote-unquote" dead time, to make it positive, to make it productive. So we
1: talked, yeah, we talked to some that uh, that are pitchers, Tori, and for them to have a 14-inch ball sitting there by their computer that they're constantly handling and, and you know trying to reach and grab their grip on a 14-inch ball, then uh, you know over time when they go to their workout they're going to pick up their 12-inch their ball and it's going to feel very manageable and, and easy to handle.
0: Right. Now, yeah. before everybody freaks out, we're not saying that you should be pretending to pay attention to school <laughs> and doing softball in the background. We're not yeah. saying that you should have a still picture of you in the camera so that your teacher really thinks you're uh, paying your, attention. Your, fat head. Uh, your uh, family photo or whatever zeroed in on your face so that your teacher thinks you're there so you can do softball instead of school. We really mean you should pay attention to school Do the school work. Take care of your education, because without that, all the rest of it's going to fall apart anyhow. In that downtime... Use that structure. Right. And each school is going to have a different system. Let's say uh, you you have to log out and log back in. Well, that's going to take a little bit of time. So what I would do, what my routine would be, I get done with class at 8.50. My next class starts at 9. The first thing I'm going to do is log out of class one, log into class two.
1: So it's taken care of. So it's
0: taken care of. So I'm ready to go. And then I'm going to look at my watch and say, okay, i got six minutes left. And in that six minutes, I'm going to do three minutes of something. That still gives me a chance to catch my breath a little bit so I'm not huffing and puffing and all that stuff when you get back to talking about English or, or science or social studies or whatever it is. And I'm going to keep doing that throughout the course of the day. Somewhere in there, you're going to have a bigger break like a lunch break. That might be my time when I really do take a break. Sure. So instead of trying to squeeze in one more set of something on my lunch break, I'm going to take a break, let my brain rest a little bit, really eat lunch, eat something healthy, and then I'll have you know, a class or two or three after lunch, and I'm going to do the same thing. So if I've got five classes in a day, I should be able to get four workouts in for yeah. three or four minutes at a time. And when we add that up at the end of the day, there's a 20-minute workout, 30-minute workout, depending upon how much time you have in between classes.
1: And another suggestion there, too. And this is going to be for the, the really ambitious ones, Tori. Not everybody's going to be into doing this stuff, but uh, it's just another way for those really highly competitive kids that, you know, have big goals and have big uh, excitement about, you know, playing at, a, at the next level. And uh, for them to use this stay-home school stuff as a, a way for us to um, increase our skills. Right. But uh we want to make sure that we break it up where we're not doing the same routine each day. You don't right. want to be doing push-ups necessarily two days in a row, but break it up. Do uh, you know, two or three different routines that you that you break up through the week.
0: Right. Well, like when you go to the gym for those people yeah. that do go to the gym, it's been a long time since I've thought about it, but you'd have leg day and then you have back day, then you have arm day, then you have cardio, then you have start all over again. One of the reasons why things like CrossFit became so popular was because it was a varied workout. It was something different all the time. Yes. Um, So there's lots of those different things that you can build into your routine, and it'd be a really good idea. So let's say on uh, Monday is the day I'm going to work on cardio. So every one of those three-minute breaks is going to be running in place, jump rope, burpees. uh, Then Tuesday might be skill day. So that's the day if I'm a pitcher, I'm going to do curveball spin, rise ball spin, Dry pitching motion, mirrors, whatever it is, uh, on Tuesday. Wednesday, I might take off. Thursday, I might come back with a leg day. So because I'm a pitcher, I want to really work on my leg drive. So I'm going to do air squats, walk up and down the stairs or whatever it might be, depending upon my house. And then on Friday, I'll do something different and then start over again on Monday.
1: How about this story, too? How about some of our mental game stuff? Right. We can take a minute and uh, uh, do some visual imagery where we're dreaming about successful experiences and the way we want to, uh, make sure that we perform when we go out there next time. So I think that might be a nice time for us to kind of recalibrate some of that stuff too.
0: Right. And so coaches, I think this is something that it's well worth your time to be encouraging, to be, uh, suggesting, maybe even helping by creating some little workouts, you know, some two minute, three minute workouts that the kids can do. And maybe we create some sort of competition where we, uh, keep tabs on some of those things. One of the things that I'm uh, really interested in, I have not uh, invested yet, is these uh, bands that you wear now, the whoop, I think it's called, where it measures like your exertion and your sleep and and all these different things. That might be an equipment tip of the week for everything fast pitch is that um, our kids get these whoops and then we can monitor how much uh, cardio they're doing, if they're getting eight hours of sleep, all that kind of stuff. It also might be part of that whole new world order thing where they're uh, keeping tabs (laughs) on us and knowing... uh, you know, where we're going for lunch and, and who we talk to. Uh, but I think, you know, maybe some ways to incentivize our kids to to start to look at it as a as a positive.
1: Well, Tori, I'd be really excited uh, to hear about some of the things that these kids come up with after we right. talk about this. If we can uh, get them started on these things, share it with right. us.
0: And may, maybe that can be the next TikTok wave instead of uh, the crazy dance move is, here's my... Uh, school day workout in between classes and things like that, because I know uh, kids certainly seem to love TikTok and sending videos of them doing everything you can imagine. So uh, maybe instead of the next dance move, it's the, uh, here's my pitcher's workout. Here's what I did on Monday, Tuesday, w- Thursday, and Friday last week. We'll edit it down to a nice little minute or two of uh, highlights and, and share that with our with our teammates and our friends. Well,
1: and Tori, we talk about softball because it's everything fast pitch and coach prep, right? But You know, all the softball players have a brother or another sister that's involved in another sport. They need to be doing this stuff, right?
0: sport-specific for them, too. Well, and anything we can do that makes it competitive, I think, is a beautiful thing. So if we we can get involved with a teammate or a brother or sister, whoever it might be, and challenge each other. So um, let's say if it works out that uh, you and a teammate go to the same school, you know, so maybe it's a school team. Yeah. After yeah. we log in to the next class, we jump on our phones on FaceTime, and we see who can do their 10 pushups the fastest. Yes. Or we see who can do the 25 air squats, or we do them together, and we time them out together so that we're kind of counting them out like we're doing them together as a team. We're not going through the pain alone. Right. Yeah. So I think there's lots of ways that we can do it, but our whole message today is you know, there's either opportunities or there's challenges. And if we see all these different things as opportunities to do things positively, And to create a positive environment around it, I think we can get something out of it.
1: Well, and Tori, if you're doing all this stuff and I'm not, then who's going to be getting ahead here, right? Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully the kids who work harder get some payoff for it. There's an old saying I love. It's about uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, um, and I think there's no sport that that's uh, more true of than softball. So the harder you work, it seems like the luckier you get, the more successful Uh, you are, and and the more things that come your way. You're earning it. You're earning it. So figure out ways to make use of that time. It's not dead time. It's not wasted time. It could be a really productive thing. Um, Certainly, it's not as much fun as hanging out with your friends in the hallway in between classes, um, but it can be way more productive. Let's make the most of it, right? Absolutely. So please check out our sponsor, Up FP, cleatedup.com for all your communication needs, and please make sure you check out Nexair. Coach Don and I are really proud to have these people supporting us. And as always, we're looking for continued support. So please feel free to reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Please check out our Patreon page. Anything you can do to support everything fast pitch and Coach Prep, we would greatly appreciate it. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to episode number 45 of Coach Prep, and we'll talk to you again next week.